how far do you actually believe that you can go with your ideas or your business? Is there a limit to it? Because there sure isn't for Bridget Carroll. Here on episode 60 of No Boring Stories, let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and at this moment, I'm waiting on a delivery for some gut health meds from Gut Personal, which is the company that my guests today founded. Today on the show, we've got Bridget Carroll. Bridget is such a joyful person to have around, and every time that we talk, she helps me see something is possible that I never imagined. She is an incredible business coach, a gut health dietitian coach, and the founder of Gut Personal Supplements. These are all recent developments. These are all kind of new things for her, and she's got a story of how she got to the place that she is where she really believes there is no limit to what's possible. Now, how can someone believe that? Well, they have a story like Bridget does. So you're going to love hearing her story. We laugh a whole lot in this episode, and she drops some absolute bombs of wisdom for you today to help you move forward because you're going to love this episode if you are in a situation where you feel constricted, contained, stuck by the environment around you, and you are desperate for that kind of confidence to know that anything is possible. Bridge is going to get you there in this episode. You're going to love it. Now let's get into it. Bridget, how are you doing today? Oh, I am always great when I'm on a Zoom call with you. We just... <laughs> shoot the shit. We just have fun. We laugh. We tell it how it is. I'm, I'm no, I'm going to love this. It's, it is true. This is just going to be a recording of our regular conversations uh, because they do, we do laugh and they're all like, how are you? And like, what's going on? And also, wait, let me help you with that. Mm -hmm. It sounds like there's something missing there. Can I clarify that for you back and forth? You do that for me. I do that for you. It's brilliant. This it is, what, is so good. Like friendship is. <laughs> Absolutely. I freaking love it. So, so good. Okay. Here's the thing. I asked you, like, do you have a favorite story? And people are so quick to be like, oh yeah, it's Lord of the Rings. Or oh, of course it's, it's little women. Every time I read it, I cry. And I asked you, what's your favorite story? You're like, you know, my story from last year, the journey that I went on <laughs> and I love it. Because you've trained me. You've <laughs> trained me. Can we just say that? Okay. I feel like you've trained me well, right? Yes. That I'm thinking yes. about my story. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, for the listeners, we we've done, you've worked with me. I've worked with you yes. uh, on my story for, I don't know, four or five sessions, like mm-hmm. hours of, you know, working through my story. So now you know, when I come, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm trying to be a really great student over here. Okay. It's- <laughs> It's great. I have the apple on my desk. <laughs> this is fabulous. And I just think this is just how you go through your life. You're like, I don't need Frodo. Come on. I've got Bridget. Like who needs, 
who needs Joe and her sisters when you've got Bridget's story? It's good enough. I, I, I mean, to be truthful, I love Harry Potter if we want to throw him into the mix. Uh, we do. Of course we do. I am, I am always here to talk about Harry. Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Yes, especially Ron, a, a redhead. Ron, you're a Weasley, aren't you? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely Hufflepuff. Did you see yourself? Did you read it when it like came out? My godfather, who has been a big, big, big part of my life, bought me the entire box set and I never touched it. <laughs> <laughs> to be truthful, I didn't really like reading until yeah. I became an entrepreneur a year and a half yeah. ago. And then I became obsessed with self-development, but I wasn't a big reader. And when I was in high school, this is a story. I was in high school. I would never read the books that were prescribed in English. Mm -hmm. I would spark note them and I would ace the tests. And why do more work? Why <laughs> work smarter? Come yep, on. Not harder. Not read. Isn't that how the saying goes? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like, okay. What are you reading now? Okay. What am spot. I reading right now? Um, am I allowed to cuss on here? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let it ride. Okay. Rich as fuck. Love it. It is a book about energy and manifestation and how our thoughts become beliefs and all of that jazz. Uh -huh. So I love that one. That's what I'm reading right now. I'm reading it yeah, for like okay. the third time. Oh, come on. So it's not, so it's self-development books that you're like, I can read these so easily now. Oh yeah. But it's not I like can... now, now you're picking up that Harry Potter, Potter box set and going like, bring me into Hogwarts, baby. No, yeah, not not even at all. Yeah, <laughs> no judgment. I'm just trying to understand because that's I would I was celebrating the fact that you're like, yeah, I want to read. Bring me the books now. Yeah, what a great thing. My yeah. daughter's a voracious reader, I and I simply that. don't understand where she gets it from because I think, yeah, the first chapter book I read was in grade nine, and you, I mean, while you weren't reading any, I was at least reading one. <laughs> And it was Frankenstein. And then I gave up after. I think I read The Great Gatsby. Again, school assigned books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then probably nothing until my 30s. Yeah. It's a good time. Again, still more than you, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my English teachers never they, hear that. They... <laughs> They've got to know. They've well, got to they, know. I know. What are they going to do? Like, really? They're gonna... Curse they me. Probably celebrate. Wow, good job, Bridget. You did it. I'm so glad that you came on the podcast so that I could I could make fun of how little you read. This is so <laughs> fabulous. Let's talk about you and actually how amazing you are and the phenomenal work that you're doing right now. I am such a fan of you and how I've seen you grow and and change over I don't even think that it's a year that we've known each other now. Mm -hmm. But my goodness. Have we, I mean, again, I've worked with you at one point to, to really expand and understand your story and, and communicate that, but the way that you show up with this, like never end, it's like, okay, the universe is ever expanding, right? Mm -hmm. At an yeah. accelerating rate. I feel like that's you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I feel that way totally. And then sometimes, you know, when I get in my day, I don't know if anyone you know, listening to this feels this way, it feels like slow progress. But then I look back and I'm like, wow, I, my level of success and the vision that I have for myself and for my family and for my generations to come in my family 
is really high. And that's, that's truly what, what drives me. And I do the inner work to believe that it's possible for me. Yeah. So yes, the universe is ever expanding at an accelerating rate. And some days it feels like it's a little slow. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking before we pressed Mm -hmm. record where, you know, 2022 we're, we're recording this January 26th, 2022. And I felt like January has felt like mud trudging through mud after Mm -hmm. issue and issue and entrepreneurship truly has never felt that way until this very moment. And it shows me that I'm growing, that I'm still expanding, but it's to a level that I've never even went to. You know, I have a team now. I've never had a team. Mm -hmm. I've never been the CEO, had a COO, had full-time people. We now have three full-time people on my team. And so all of these beliefs, are starting to come up and all these different obstacles, you know, we're growing a um, supplement company. I've, Mm -hmm. I've never done that. So, (laughs) you know, it's these tasks that I've never learned how to shop for liability insurance for my company, you know, so it's these things that I've never done that just some they're feeling a little hard right now. Mm -hmm. Is it hard because they're not your skill set. They're not things that you naturally think about. So now you're adding them onto all these things that you're naturally thinking about and expanding in. Is that it? Like it's, I think that's part of it for sure. I think, um, I've never done them. And then, you know, we just hired a CEO three weeks ago. And so, yes, she is my person who I delegate a lot of that to, but she's still learning what yeah. we do. So it's almost feeling like this, uh, I'm going to do this gonna do that and yeah. it's just a lot of moving parts learning to dance like yeah yeah like come salsa with me yeah we've <laughs> we've known each other three weeks but let's salsa let's do it would that be your dance of choice <laughs> definitely my hips would be swinging <laughs> i went swing dance i i imagine swing dancing me i i had this dream that like me and my in high school, I was like, me and my future wife, we're going to take swing dancing lessons. That's how in love we're going to be. <laughs> Do you and your wife swing dance? No, not at all. Never once. <laughs> not- this year, can we add that to like 2022 goals? I'm swing dancing, baby. You know what? That's There's goals enough, okay? Let's just, yeah. let's start with where we're at. Um, okay, so let's, you, you've opened up so much already about who you are, where you're at, that this chapter in your, in your story that says, I just love it because we are right here in this moment. There's no generalities about this. There's no like, yeah, you know, this is basically where I am. You're like, not today. <laughs> Today's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, today feels slow. Today feels like mud. Mm-hmm. And, and yet we're, we're doing a thing. Mm-hmm. We're doing a thing that we've never done before. Let's just just open that up a little bit and tell me, like, what is that? What are you doing? What are you building? And to what impact? Why? So right now, I'm mm-hmm. a dietitian, a CEO, an entrepreneur, a founder. And mm-hmm. I'm building a supplement company, simultaneously building our coaching company. And I also have a business coaching company where I have a mastermind and everything like that. What's the difference between the, the coaching, like a gut health? coaching company? Yep. Right. And then business coaching. Yep. And supplements. All three, baby. How, how many of those existed a year ago? One. 
business coaching or gut? No, gut health. Gut health. And then that was rolling so much that you're like, whoa, maybe I could do business coaching with that. Yeah, there was something Teach people in my how to heart. do what I've done. Exactly. I was like, I'm having so much success. I need to teach people how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to go to the backstory. I know. I know. I know. And I'm kind of bringing you here. So I I just think it's so amazing to just put that context out there of what you are doing right now is these massive things are fresh, massive Mm -hmm. things and building this team. And to what end, like take one client that works with you and like they finish again with it, right? There's, there's these three different avenues that they could come Mm -hmm. across you. Um, Pick one, one person who interacts with you in these settings and they leave after you're having your support in some way, they feel what? So for business coaching, Truly, they come to work with me and they leave feeling confident. Uh-huh. They leave feeling sure of their purpose. They leave feeling clear. And would that be the same with health coaching? Absolutely. Although I'm not the one doing the health coaching anymore. Right. It's my team, but absolutely. That's the same outcome. Feeling confident, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. If there's one of those words, you said another word with business coaching, what was it? Confident, sure. And clear, clear. If there's one of those words that you could pick that you would say, okay, this is me right now. This is Bridget showing up today, January 26th, slap a name tag on my, on my shirt. And I walk into a room and this is the word that people see and know about how I feel right now. Is it one of those three words? And if so, which one? I confident. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're showing up confident AF mm-hmm. and helping other people feel the same. Absolutely. In different ways. Yeah. Why? Like this is now, now let's open this up a bit. Where does that come from? Why do you care? Why is that such a thing for you? You're, you're like giving your life. You've, you've given everything that you have. You are bringing the energy and finding energy and developing energy like never before in your life for the sake of this mission to help people feel confident, sure, clear Mm -hmm. so that they can go and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Where does that freaking passion come from? Like, where does that begin for you? Were you born confident? I mean, I think my mom infused it into us somewhat, you know, always rooting us on being our cheerleader words of affirmation, everything. She did all of that when it wasn't cool. (laughs) She should have like, like literally when it wasn't cool, like she comes and meets you at school and is like, Hey honey, you're super. Or like, you mean like other parents weren't doing it like that. There weren't books about it. You correct. She'd be like, you are so smart. You are so all of these things. And it did infuse confidence into us. Um, I believe if you, if you're confident in what you're doing, you live a better life. Like every second feels better. And isn't that the goal? I mean, that's my goal is to live life feeling every minute of my life, pretty much better than I I was feeling before. As again, this goes with that ever expanding. It's like, okay, there's this. And then it just, just, just a smidge better. Yep. 
better than before. Mm-hmm. Is there a limit to that? Absolutely not. That is insane. Some people are hearing this and are going, Bridget, you are nuts. Of course, you cannot live your life like that. There, there must be an end to that. You can't possibly believe that, that there is just this never ending expansiveness to your confidence or to the betterness that you can experience. Well, I believe that when at times I might not feel confident, right? Sure. And those are times that give me opportunities to grow even more. And I look at that and I feel, wow, I could feel even better if I go towards this thing that I actually truly in my soul want, or Mm -hmm. I could be in this group of in this room with people that I aspire to be. And actually I can be one of those people. Right. So it's looking at the things and not just imagining or thinking one day, but it's saying, "Mm, why not today? Absolutely. And this begins because your mom is pumping sunshine up your butt. Like, just (laughs) like, you've got it. You know, as a kid, you can, you can do no wrong with her. I mean, I had to go through some hard things to like, you know, realize that I was worthy of the things that I wanted. You know, I'm from the Midwest. So for people listening from the United States, typically us Midwesterners are not the go-getters. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not the, I believe in myself. I can do anything. I desire to be wealthy type people. And so that's how I grew up. And so it started to happen like in my twenties where I was like, this is actually what I want. This level of success is Mm -hmm what I want. So I'm going to have to do the inner work, the belief work to believe that I'm worthy of it. So that's, that's interesting is because it it sounds like what you just described there is like, you're in this container that doesn't typically, people don't typically break out of, but you have this significant voice in your life saying like to the moon, baby, Mm -hmm. to the moon. And you're like, do people go to the moon? We don't, people from here, people like us don't do things like that is how you grew up. Funny, Yeah. It's funny that you say it like that. And you know, you know, my, know my story and um, so intimately, but like my godfather was from the Midwest. He was from Michigan and was a substantial person in my life. And he moved out to Boston, which is where I now live. Mm-hmm. He was, he's in private equity. He was crushing it my whole childhood. He would send me the most beautiful gifts and he would fly in for one day to go to my high school graduation. And it was like, wow, if, if he can do it, you know, he's 20 years older than me, but he was an inspiration in my life. Like, yes, my mm-hmm. mom was cheering me on, But I had this person coming from the Midwest, going to a big city, going to somewhere where people are very successful, crushing it and showing up still for his family. I just, I'm also, I'm kind of just astounded by the fact that like a godfather puts that, that level into like, he took it seriously. He showed up for everything. It was, it was pretty damn cool. Yeah. He's a cool guy. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> he is a cool guy. So, so what are you, what kind of things as you are growing up in that environment, 
what kind of like, are you athletic? Like what kind of things are you thinking? This is maybe the direction I could go with my life. Yeah. In your twenties, you think like this level of success is what I want, but in what, in what frame and within what kind of context are you thinking, this is how I'm going to make my, that impact that I've been told I can make, I can see might be possible. Mm-hmm. Are you th- like, as you grow up, as you get into that, what are you thinking? Like, this is where I can make that impact, this industry, this way. It's expanded, I think, every quarter, every six months, every year <laughs> yeah. of my life, I expand what I believe is possible. And it's it's kind of interesting because um, I'm allowing it to ever expand. I think, again, that's like the really important part. Okay. I want to lean into that for a second. But first, okay, so we're, I want to talk about what that means to, to, to allow the expansion to happen. I might have more questions, but, but it might be clarified. Can you give me a moment in your life where you remember that happening, where there was kind of this like, I can resist this mm-hmm. or I can allow this? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Yeah, so I can think of many times, but one specifically, (laughs) one very specifically, I, you know, was in a mastermind, a high level mastermind, and I made a great friend. Her name's Courtney Vi. And this is recently. This is recently, very recently. This is like last year. This is, yeah, August of 2021. So this is literally like seven months ago. Yeah. I was at this friend's house who I met in a mastermind. And, um, I was prioritizing even so being at her house, doing the inner work. So I would wake up in the morning, I would meditate for like an hour. And so I had on my heart to start the supplement company. And I was like, great, you know, I have money in the bank. I'm going to invest all of my money and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go all in, but it didn't seem like expansive enough. Like I was like, Hmm. what, what is missing? And I did this meditation on a lake. I was on a lake while I was meditating in the morning. And this number, $250,000 came to me. And I was like, what does that mean? Came out of the meditation and realized that's my new level of success that I want that it's it's available to me to make $250,000 per month from this company alone. And that, why that's important is that came Mm -hmm. to me and it made me think different about starting this company. So instead of me, where maybe I, I don't know how much money I had at the time to put in this company, it made me think bigger of like, can I bring more people into this vision that I have? Can they support me? And then can I go further quicker? Was there resistance to that idea to uh, resistance, you know, call it fear, call it, but as you hear that number, you then 250,000. Wow. That sounds like a a great lifetime goal. You're like, nah, honey, (laughs) slap it on a month. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it was exciting. I, you know, got up from the meditation. I told my girlfriend, like she, she is one of my biggest cheerleaders, also Mm -hmm. our first and highest investor in Mm -hmm. in the end. couple months later was our first investor. And, um, no, it felt like exciting. It still feels exciting and it still feels like it's going to happen this year. Um, it just made me think about things differently. So, okay. So this comes back to this idea of you allowed yourself to expand. Yes. 
uh, what's the alternative in the, in that situation? What would the alternative have looked like? You can't do that. You've never built a supplement company. What do you think you're doing? You've never raised money before you're 29 years old. What do you think you're doing? Trying to build a hundred million dollar company. All of that shows up, but there's this belief that's bigger. Yes. (laughs) This is the thing. This is where people just go like, what? Like who are, this is why people come come and find you and work with you because they're like, she's got something that I, I want, but I, I don't see how it's possible in my life, but she seems to have it figured out. Just, just give it all to us now. What is, what is the thing? What's the, what's the secret sauce? <laughs> Gosh, I mean, this is funny because like, I can talk all about doing the inner work and the subconscious work and meditating. But like, I decide that like what's inside me is for me. Like if I have an idea, Mm. then like I deserve to allow that idea to live out. I deserve for that to happen. So where did that show up? Where did that like, again, let's go backwards now a little bit and say like, okay, this idea of like, I deserve this. Yeah, I deserve this thought is a good thought. I deserve that. Mm -hmm. Was that? Are you in college thinking that like what, what as a teenager or later on, like when, when do you remember that first really like being significant, a significant idea mm-hmm. that like, this is good and this is for me and I'm yeah. going for it. So it's interesting. I feel like I haven't told you this story before, but I was in eighth grade and I made cheerleading, but I only made it for the football team which by the way, everyone made cheerleading for the football (laughs) team. And I didn't make it for the basketball team. There were 22 girls on the football cheerleading squad and there were eight girls on basketball. I didn't make basketball. And that stung for a hot second. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to be the best damn girl on this team. And at the time, my thought was, and actually this comes up for me now, I'm going to show the coach she made a wrong decision. Mm. I'm going to, and truly, I became the best, the person that uh, people wanted to work with because I could throw really high. Um, And I was, I worked hard to a point and I was good. They made a decision based on what they did see. Mm Mm-hmm. And let's just say they made the right decision that what you were demonstrating in tryouts was not enough to make the basketball cheerleading squad. Yeah. So if that's true, then how you were showing up was not as big as you could play. Mm-hmm. I think there's this thing too, where like I can grow quick from that. I took like, oh, I'm going to like just crush it. Yeah. After this, and maybe, you know, to a point that's like, I'm not showing my best in the beginning, or maybe it's like, I'm a fast learner. I truthfully believe it's like, I can catch my belief then. And maybe my belief now is like, I can quick, I can catch on quickly and I can Mm -hmm. move fast. What made you even try out for the cheerleading squad? Did you just love to dance? Did you love to jump? Did what was it that like, were you already doing that for a long time? And then you're like, okay, I'm going to try this. Or was it a, on a whim? You're like, I should do something. He just was like, I needed a sport and cheerleading looked fun. Like throwing girls up in the air looked fun. So, so there's this, 
trying to just put this in the story here. You see this thing. You're like, that looks fun. I'll give it a shot. You show up. Not very good. And <laughs> don't make the team. You're like, wait, but I like it enough. Uh-huh. Or even if I, it sounds like, even if I didn't like it enough, I, I care about proving myself. I care about like showing this woman that she made the wrong choice. I can learn how to be better. I'm going to be the damn best. Mm-hmm. And within a few months, you, you called your shot. You made it happen. From this thing of like, ah, that's interesting to, no, I am better than anybody thought that I could be. I'm giggling over here because you are so good at what you do that <laughs> I have never put that story together ever in my life. But that's what I did last year. That yes. is my entire underdog story is like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to yep. go after what looks fun. Cause yep. you know, Enneagram seven, I'm like, fun sounds great. Yeah. I'm not going to be good at it now, but you watch me. I'm going to make a million dollars in 16 months, which I did. Hey, you want something for free? That's going to help you with your speaking. Here it is. When I started out speaking, I had no confidence. Eyes locked in my notes or off on a wild tangent, fidgeting and pacing all around the stage. I wasn't getting asked to speak where I wanted to, and I felt like I was wasting my time and my audience's time. So you're booked for a workshop or a keynote and the date is fast approaching, or you're hoping to land some speaking gigs as extra income, and you don't know where to begin. If you don't get extra help, you'll be embarrassed, you'll waste your time, and you'll lose relational connections and I'm sure that you can be a more confident speaker and transform your audience. That's why I created the Make Speaking Magical video course. During my 20 years of speaking to crowds, I've learned five main tricks that helped me walk on stage with confidence and make sure my message sticks. I've been repeatedly asked back by event organizers, spoken at workshops about these tricks and coached individuals on putting these techniques into their talks to give them confidence before a nerve wracking presentation. So whether you're speaking on a big stage or on camera or on a podcast or around the dinner table, the Make Speaking Magical video course will give you everything you need to speak with confidence and transform your audience. And right now, I'm giving away two modules of the seven module course for free so that you can learn to connect with your audience and then really put all this into motion to make your speaking magical. Go ahead, get two modules of the course for free right now just by going to my website alexstreet.ca you can find it there or find the link on my bio in my instagram hurry though because this is only going to be available for a limited time it is magic it is fun i <laughs> i love this but to see how that all happens and once we go into this you see that the story it is the same story and you are living the same journey and and yeah, it is that same, you know, 13 year old trying to prove herself, trying to just make an, an impact, believing that she's good enough because you've had this positive voice in your life this whole time. And so why not? Mm -hmm. And now here, 20 years later, almost. Yeah, you make the same call on a much larger scale on a much larger impact and financial scale for you and your family and you said your future generations is that's the game we're playing now. Mm -hmm. This isn't so that you can 
you know, rah, rah, zip, boom, bah, this is now. So you can invest in life change. Absolutely. That's, that's a shot that I'm, I'm celebrating you calling. This is good stuff. So what do you do with that? Okay. So that's, so, so I, I asked, you know, what's a, what's a moment that you felt that urge of like, I deserve this and I'm going for it. You brought us back to cheerleading. There's this whole story that you lived around, okay, I'm going into nutrition. I'm going to try these things. I'm going to lean into this job and that job, and this can be done better. We can look at, I'm filling in your story here just to get yes. to, to, the, to the good stuff, but um, because I want to hear this last year even more, um, because that leads you to this place now where you go, I, I am better off on my own rather than being attached to or working for somebody mm-hmm. to get my beliefs out to, to help people like just explain that sort of you know leaving the the, mm-hmm. the big industry I guess or what that what that looks like and again just fill in part of the story that I'm tearing tell, telling in a really terrible way here yeah so the pandemic hit and I realized the the reason that I wasn't happy in my life or wasn't totally fulfilled was there were so many ceilings of what I could do. You know, I was crushing it at my job, although my bosses weren't um, like acknowledging that, or I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel um, acknowledged or that they were grateful for what I was doing anyways. Yeah. yeah. I realized that that was why I was unhappy. And also there was a financial ceiling. You know, I asked for at one point a 40% raise because I was like, listen, I'm worth this. It was like going from like 80,000 to like 130. That's got to be a bigger percent. And I wholeheartedly, I was like, this is legit. Um, and it, you know, one of the guys, there are two owners of this pharmacy I was working at. I was the director of nutrition and one of them, it looked like I had stolen their firstborn of how offended they were. And at that, that moment, I was like, yeah, I'm out um, <laughs> because I wasn't, I didn't feel worthy there. And so I quit my job. I started my own business and it didn't feel like a ceiling anymore. It felt like this expansiveness, this, I can yeah. do whatever I want. I can decide and take action on anything I desire. And that's still how I live. Mm. I, you said it so offhanded there. I didn't feel worthy there. So I left. Mm-hmm. How many people yeah. are listening to this right now that are just suffering through a situation that they that Of course, they're not being shown worth. They're not getting their proper value. Mm-hmm. Should they leave? Oh my golly. <laughs> I just thought of so many things. I'm like, I mean, you could like even a partner or something, right. Might not be showing you your value in a relationship. Yeah. That's what just came to my mind too. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. You know, it's, it's my belief that you have to take action on that. Cause like mm-hmm. no one else is going to take that action for you. So if you feel unworthy in a situation you know, yes, it might be this other person that's making you feel that, but truthfully it's within yourself and it's up to you to put yourself in environments and with people that are going to believe in you, that are going to say, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like your mom. Like my mama. We just all need your mom on our team. That's it. (laughs) 
she still do this? in the ass sometimes. <laughs> well, so I'm starting the supplement company. She calls me the other day and is like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a cut of that when you sell. Right. I was like, shit, you've got balls, but I guess that's where I got my balls. <laughs> So yes, so yes, you Fine. will get a cut, I suppose. Fine, here's your Tesla. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you, I'm not feeling worthy, so I'm gonna go and do the thing where I get all the choice. I mm-hmm. there is no ceiling, there's no limit to this. Again, I just I keep coming up against this. Like, who is this woman? Like, like mm-hmm. where does that kind of belief? I've heard it. I've already heard it. Where does that belief come from? Where does that begin? And then the evidence shows up. Well, it, and then there's this situation and then this situation that, that proved that, yeah, I, I am capable mm-hmm. when I'm confident things change. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting because you brought up, you're, you're putting the pieces together of my story. And I even like inside of me get a little mad. Cause I'm like, even with cheerleading practice, I did show up good enough. I should have mm. made it on that basketball squad. But it's almost kind of like because I didn't and because, you know, I other times in my life where I felt like this, it pushed me to grow f- further. Yep. When people have told me, you know, I got told two weeks ago, like two weeks ago in present day that my goals were unrealistic. Someone told mm. me this. Mm-hmm. The freaking audacity. Now, what's going on? I'm like, okay, team, how are we going to crush this goal? So you face any sort of resistance and you're like, great, let's suit up. Yep. Thank you for that very much. And you can be off of my team. (laughs) And you can go elsewhere. I love this though, because I, I get that idea of like, I did show up. I did. Mm-hmm. I was good enough because I, I feel like most of my life I've shown up trusting that the skills that I have are good enough mm-hmm. and I can, I can basically make anything happen with a conversation. I know mm-hmm. I'm relationally strong enough that I can put out fires and maybe, and maybe start, you know, a situation. I don't know, whatever that is to start something good or end something bad. Um, with my words, with my character, yeah, um, charisma, etc. Like I can do the things, and I would get frustrated when it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like I am showing up good enough. I'm bringing mm-hmm. my best. Why is this thing not happening? And the truth is, it was my best in that situation. But there was there's new levels to recognize that are necessary for that thing. Because who I am now, how I'm showing up now, the confidence that I'm showing up, the, the ability, the, the boldness, the courage that I'm showing up with now is to not wait for things to come to me, but go and get them. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not even on your level with that, but I, I love watching you and being a part of that because you are an encouragement for me to do that. But that's what I feel like there is. There's this idea of, I am good enough to make that team. Mm-hmm. So why am I not? Maybe something is missing and mm-hmm. I can work to make that happen. And that actually is the point. Again, being grateful for that decision so that I can learn what I needed to learn so that I can show up better than ever before. So the last year, how has this felt as you 
uh, you know, you wanted to, you've got a story of even entering into another, yeah, this mastermind and how you felt going into that. And you said, you said it's, it was very much like cheerleading or any of that stuff, like just bring us into this. And then ultimately, you know, where, where do you see that you might face this again going forward? Yeah. So because I had, so last year, it was at the beginning of 2021, I had my business for seven, eight months and I just made the cut to get into our um, mutual mentor, Chris Harder's mastermind mm -hmm. and called my shot, asked myself, am I going to regret doing this or not doing this? Cause it was a huge financial investment mm -hmm. and it was a huge hello universe. Look at me. I'm going all in on this big dream of mine and showing myself, like I'm going to put myself in rooms with people who are way further ahead. Um, and I had done that before, right? Like I, I've been in spots that made me uncomfortable that helped me grow. Yeah. At that point, you said to see this dream of mine, what was the dream of yours at that point? That you're like, I'm going to go in here, be in this container to, to see this realized. What was the big, big, big audacious dream of that a year ago? Uh, to make a million dollars. So okay. that was, that was the big dream. Honestly, it was based around that, around a revenue goal. And it's interesting. There's a statistic, only 2% of female founded companies ever hit a million dollars in revenue. 2%. 2%. Any idea what the, the stat is around male founded companies? That's a great question, but definitely higher. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> we know why we both understand why because they're because all of the limitations everything right We're... yeah 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 that was really good wow that, that had an really... opportunity to be real chauvinistic right there well obviously <laughs> it's, it's funny our our other mutual friend um jess glazer who was an expander of mine truly expanded what i believed was possible and i was watching her on instagram and i started working with her in december she had in her Instagram bio first million in 18 months. Mm -hmm. And not only was my goal at the beginning of last year to make a million dollars, I wanted to do it at the rate that she did it. And so I set that goal, not knowing what I would do, not knowing how many pivots 2021 would take, you know, at that time a year ago, I was just a functional medicine dietitian healing people's guts. Now I'm a dietitian, I'm a founder and CEO, and I'm a business coach. And so that took a lot of courage, a lot of confidence to make all of those pivots. And that happened within the container? Was that it? Absolutely. Within the mastermind? Like that was it. It was the network. It was the people. That's yeah. how you found all of that confidence. At the first mastermind, I was feeling so yucky about myself. I'm like, what am I doing here? These people are crushing it. I don't know what I'm doing. I've literally had my business eight months. And then I got on the airplane and I was like downloading ideas. I started uh, a mastermind right after that for <laughs> dietitians. <laughs> um, and that was created my first uh, six-figure month. And so I right. didn't create that out of this is my way to a million. I created that out of desire and for solving a problem in my industry. And then it brought me to my goal 
of that million dollars. I, I just right. kept following my gut and my heart. And I got to say one thing that I, I really appreciate about you is the way, the amount of times that I've heard you say like, you know, yeah, I was following my gut. And linking that, I, I just, I don't know how or when or where this links in your marketing or in this material or where it will, but the fact that you're a gut health dietitian and you're following your gut in your business, like it's just, it's so there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my belief too. Like as an entrepreneur, if we are not healthy, like I healed myself out of all of my gut issues much before my entrepreneurial journey. I cannot imagine being an entrepreneur and having significant health struggles. So my belief deep to my core is that you've got to heal your body and then you can go crush it. But how could you ever listen to your gut in entrepreneurship, in any decision, if your gut is screwed up? You can't because you're like, I hate you. I can't listen. Um, you make me feel bad all the time. You're not going to listen to your gut instinct at all. Right. And so, oh man, right. So there's this balance between, and people's minds are going crazy right now. Are we talking about literal gut or are we talking about like this, this imaginary abstract thing? And it's like, yes, it's both. You're saying, look, get your body healthy and then your mind will follow like that sort of, you know, as far as that goes as, as an entrepreneur, you're like, no matter what dreams you have, you won't be able to follow that intuition until your body is actually healthy enough. A thousand percent. But also there's this idea of like, how is your intuition? Like, mm -hmm. how is that gut doing? How is the health around that? And how do we create health around those voices, those ideas? Mm -hmm. And you were also, and have always been, it sounds like working on that health and getting really strong with that from the start of like, Hey, like, listen to this, listen to this idea. Let's mm -hmm. go for it. Yeah. I deserve this. Yes. And for those of us that did not grow up like that, have that from the beginning, you are here to help us create that, mm -hmm. that kind of a healthy intuition, healthy belief mm -hmm. that it's all possible. And here's the craziest part, Bridget you believe that it is all possible for us. Absolutely. <laughs> you, yeah. Like I'm... you truly believe that like what you have done, the journey that you've been on is more than possible for any human. Abs yes. If it's within you, it's for you. See, this is the really interesting thing. I've been working with this business coaching client for three months, come to find out her last coach never believed in her. And that breaks my heart because if you have someone who's in your corner, be in someone's corner, actually mm -hmm. be believe in them. So me as like a coach or me as a best friend or me as a, a leader in my business, I believe that everyone can do whatever they desire and should be doing what their gut tells them what they want to do. So, okay. So just clarify this as we kind of land the plane here, because this is going to be a really key takeaway. I think you've got this, we know what belief sounds like and, and you as a, as a coach show up and will sound just like you've sounded here in the last, you know, over this podcast and share this belief with people. And this is amazing. You're going to pump our tires. You're going to help us 
create those goals and everything. It's phenomenal, your work. But you said that this person had a coach that did not believe in her. Yeah. What does that sound like? And I ask that so that those who are hearing and experiencing that can be hyper aware and again, Mm. leave a situation where they are not treated as worthy. If, if so being, I mean, I think there are probably a lot of people who are in that situation. Um, you know, just questioning what this person actually wanted to do. You know Uh what I mean? Like this person said, you know, I want to have a team of dietitians under me. I want to do all of these things. And instead of being their cheerleader and say, yes, you can freaking do that if that's inside of you. And now let me help you. Let me support you in creating that vision. Mm-hmm. Her past coach had said, I don't know. Does that seem doable? Does that seem realistic? I think that realistic is not uh, in your vocabulary, is it? <laughs> oh my God, Alex. So we have a rule in my company that we call it the R word. And any contractors that I hire, anyone working on my team cannot say, we built a realistic goal. What the hell are you doing <laughs> building a realistic goal? Don't give me that bullshit. Goals are this not- is so good. Because we had a conversation and I set a financial goal. And then I was like, yeah. And then I had this other conversation where like, you know, we were talking about a goal and it was way higher than that. You're like, wait, so why are you working towards this lower one? I was like, I don't know. It felt more plausible. So it wasn't, at least it wasn't the R word. (laughs) Call it plausible, call it realistic, call it responsible. Ooh, that really gets me going. Like who, who's looking at your business and your goals? Is that your father? I don't know. Who are we wanting to be responsible towards? Oh, she's, she's letting loose folks. Uh, (laughs) So, okay. So look, here you are and here you sit after this, this wild ride of a year Mm -hmm. that is a microcosm of the whole ride that you've been on, which is again, entering this room, wondering, am I good enough for this? Is this really it? Um, Do I have what it takes? Starting out playing small and then very quickly saying, yeah, I've got this. I've got ideas and they need to be created. Mm -hmm. And that has turned into what you are and who you are and how you're showing up now as this confident person who once, again, I love this, right? like this container that you grew up in it's again there's this idea of like is it stuck is it contained is it what what is it that they're what contained to confident there's this beautiful story and journey there of four people who feel like they're stuck they're in a system they're in something that seems to be too small there are too many ceilings or the ceilings are too close mm-hmm. and you're like come to me because I get you. I get where you are. I understand that. And I want to open your eyes to see that when you show up confident, the opportunities come and they never freaking stop. Yeah. Wow. That's good. So if people need that, I mean, when all the people who do need that and want to start a conversation with you, A, because you're just so damn fun, but also because you create results. Uh, what's the best way to start that conversation? Well, I'd like to reflect to you that I think they should be reaching out to you, 
also and or just like in general because like you pulled that all out right I didn't see any of that every time I talked to you I'm like oh shit I understand a part of my story that then what does that do it then helps me connect with the people that I do want to help you know my yeah. business coaching clients people in my line so they should be reaching out to you but anyways I'd love I re- to connect I received that sure yes let's <laughs> yeah. just okay thank you great excellent <laughs> Now back to you. Let's just oh, hit Lordy. the ball back. <laughs> boom, boom. We're playing ping pong over here. Um, yeah. So I do business coaching with women in wellness. I do it for men too, but women in wellness sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Um, I have a mastermind. It's for women in like the wellness space, half a million to a million dollars in revenue. They want to hit. And then I do one-on-one coaching for uh select few of my most amazing people in my life and people that I, that want it all. And they come to me and they're like, yo, I want it all. Like, just like you have. And so we do fun things. And then I can also heal your gut in so many different ways. So. Okay. Best way to find you. Well by Bridget on Instagram. Shoot me a message. I freaking love connecting. Excellent. You are, you are like, yeah. In the DMS all the time. Like, does she, does she sleep? What's the deal here? Stop, mm. stop messaging me. No, I've never oh. actually said that. <laughs> you have, you have for sure. <laughs> no, you've probably said that. I'm like, uh, help me understand how to use these gut meds. <laughs> at 10 o'clock at I night. love it. No, it's the good. best. Of course you do. This is, uh, I mean, this is such a great joy. I would love to have you back and talk more Um maybe less about your story and more about how to start to implement these things at some point and, and really yeah. see that and how we can shape someone else's story. I, or we just have fun for another hour. I don't know. And people can be entertained. Um, <laughs> this is such a joy. You are one of my very favorite people. And I am so grateful for you sharing your story for being so receptive and for constantly driving us and encouraging us forward it is what you do it is in your blood you cannot help it and of course you've been a cheerleader from the beginning it's what you do yeah. now yes. i love it thank oh, you oh you're one of my favorite people too this is so good i hope you guys enjoy thanks for listening this has been no boring stories i am alex street and we are just getting started I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.